0: Let's Talk
1: Sport with Scott Brown and Nathan Snade. Kia ora and good north. And if you're listening live or on the 10am replay, perhaps it's on the Catch Up, the Play platform or Spotify. Welcome to episode 174 of Let's Talk Sport. You're with myself, Nathan Snade. Across the aisle from me are oh, you with Scott Brown. How are you doing, mate? Just money, see? money,
2: money. I
1: see you're in your shorts. Money. Again, again. Yeah, sun's again. out. Do not get cold.
2: Sun's out, guns out, mate.
1: You're you're working outside most of the time,
2: yeah. I'd got like the old tight, the old tight trackies, you know, if you're outside. But then I I was in the gym, I was in the gym earlier, so
1: isn't it though? If you have your baggier clothes, then the heat would trap in the baggier clothes, or you think you go still go for tight?
2: It's a good question, actually. Good question. Mm.
1: I thought that that, that air pocket would. Get warmer, is
2: that why you've got baggy clothes on? Yeah,
1: <laughs> you just make sure it's fit, just a little bit comfy. Yeah. when I'm sitting
2: in my You're ca- yes. you smart casual tonight, are you?
1: Smart casual in my hoodie, yeah, exactly. Look at yourself. That sure shirt looks like it's a couple of sizes too small for you, mm, so at least, not, not one size, a couple. I've uh, just been in the gym, mate, you know Yeah, <laughs> good on you, good on you, good on you Wednesday, 28th of February And uh, we got sporting chat from Luxembourg And around the uh, around the world tonight I'm just going to pass you over some notes that I've made during the day Well, that you've actually chimed away And I printed them off for you There we go, Mister Mr. Brown um, fail to prepare, if, prepare to fail. Exactly. If you want to get involved with the show, your comments and banter, you know you are always welcome. 621-5250. fifty two five thousand. That is our WhatsApp uh, number, and you can also um, shout out on our Let's Talk Sport Instagram uh, page. We get a we get a bit of banter going on there every now and then, don't we? If you want to join us on the show, you are more than welcome. Simply uh, simply get in touch. We like we love hearing those uh, varying opinions, um, particularly those two hours, which uh, we're quite a, we're an opinion. Nated uh, peer, aren't we, Scott? What else has been going in the world of uh, sport on your end uh, we, uh, with, the, with the teaching front? Have you been going, taking any anything coming up in the future with some goings away with football, with rugby?
2: Yeah, we've got uh, a couple of weeks' time going to London. to uh, taking two teams to Roslyn Park, biggest oh, seventh biggest cool. seventh tournament in the world.
1: How many kids will get to go to that?
2: We're taking twenty-two, two teams. Um, yeah, they should. Twenty-two.
1: Should... So, like, 11, what?
2: A uh, team ten, of twelve ten. and a team of ten. No, no, it's seven aside. Um, always difficult because we've only just got the rugby club going. So I think next year we'll get more and more and more and make it a bit more competitive. But it's just a chance to go and see if the grass is greener yes, on the other you've, side.
1: You've told me about this event before, and it's a, it's quite a it's quite a big event in terms oh, of yeah. n- in terms of numbers. So there will also be some. There'll be. Okay, I guess a, a, a lot of a lot of talent, but obviously a lot of newbies for some of the other schools as well, I guess. Uh, not
2: so much, not so much. you probably get about 10,000 kids down there over the course of the week. Wow. Um, I think uh, one of our days we've got, I think there's like 250 schools down, and you basically play, you get dumped into a group, it's all random. Um, and if you win your group, you play, I think you play two knockout games.
1: And of how long is a game?
2: 14 minutes, seven minutes each way. Okay. So standard sevens. Yeah. And if you won all five games on the first day, you get invited back to a second day. So that's like the top, maybe the top 32 in the country. Yep. And then 16, 8, 4, 2, 1.
1: Yep. so great experience for the... Oh, 100%, from a, for a, 100%. From a first, and I'll
2: probably, yeah. if... Oh, well, oh, you know, touch with our results go the way I want it to, but if we do, do not. You know, uh, a few boys I went to school with and have taught with, will be taking teams down so we'll try and squeeze in a few more games at the end of the day cause it's more about that development side of stuff as opposed to just... And you have a when, team
1: of, a team of coaches going, I mean 22 kids how many have you got like 22?
2: oh just the two of us just the two of us okay. this time around yeah so parents myself, myself. yeah I think we'll have some parents come down and watch um and see uh, see what's what it'll be a bit of a be a bit of
1: an eye-opener you know in terms of the level or level yeah
2: level yeah 100 be a bit different to playing up in Belgium for a lot of these boys I mean, hey, it's, it's-
1: 7s is it would would one would say because of the let's say the athletic nature in terms of running faster it's probably that the the impact wouldn't be as severe in 7s yeah, no, and in, than in terms of it, to 15 yeah yeah
2: exactly in terms of the 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 personal development you get more yeah. of touch of the ball so you're going to develop you can play badly in one game but you can't really worry about that because in half an hour time you're playing another game so by the time you've had that bad game you get back into it you know, it, you know the old momentum can change very quickly uh yeah in terms of um It's not that you don't get big collisions in sevens, because you do. You know, some boys will still try and wallop each other. But it's more a case of, because if you fly at me and try and wallop me, I'll probably step you because you've got that space on the switch as well. So you're looking to... It's not that you're looking to make passive tackles, but you've got to Be aware somebody's going to try and beat you, so if you're going to try and go around the outside of me, you're probably going to try and hand me off. So, yeah, so it's know, probably wouldn't
1: make sense to go back. all these big tackles and, and sevens because well, of that. Because if, them, if someone can easily get around you because of that, it, let's it, say.
2: it is. But it's the good old if you're playing sevens, um, a lot of teams will uh try and move the ball to an edge, yep. and then drop off. Because what you're doing is obviously if you get tackled on the edge, you create an off line which means the defenders have to retreat back, but then you've also got to commit people to the great the breakdown, and then if there is a breakdown, that's going to slow the speed of the ball because it's got to be recycled and then passed back the other way. If you can get to an edge, come back and go the other way, you can tire out the defense. You know the trouble is if there's no tackle, there's no ruck. If there's no ruck, there's no off line. If there's uh, no off-sideline, it's like it can be out. It can be like a shooting gallery out there because boys can blindside you.
1: So what? So what age are these kids that are?
2: Under 16s, under 14s. Okay. We're, okay. Not, we're not at that level yet. We're not okay. at that level
1: yet. Oh, but still, i got a Mr. Yeah. Brown that, that knows how to play uh, Sevens rugby and's come for a lot of experience. So, congratulations to uh, St. George's and good luck to them on a. On a what, I'll show the, you the what,
2: kit. What? I haven't shown you the shirts, have I? Believe. This is oh, one of the best you bits. Did. Yeah. Did you, you never <laughs> you do, do love that? Do you never do that when you're back at school? Just design cool kits, no?
1: No. Well, was, I, I thought your job is to teach them, in this case,
2: this I'll is life. Sure. Look at that. Tell me that isn't pucker. Oh, nice. That's that's good. It's class, isn't so it? So
1: that's, that's the St. George's. And I nice, there's a, a little friendly line at the bottom there yeah, as well. always, <laughs> always. i <laughs> will be all over social. A, 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 a little uh, plug for you. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Hey, what have we got on um, tonight? We're going to go into the significance of number one source, um, 174 in sport, because sh- tonight is show 174. seven have got sport and the history in the world today. I've got Nothing on happy birthdays. Of course, it's someone's birthday today, but I got I got nothing.
2: Claire Williams, drama teacher at St George's School. Oh, birthday.
1: happy birthday, Claire! Did um, you have a did you have a cake, and a, a
2: cake, cake and cup of tea today? No, there wasn't any cake. Oh, Claire. There. That'd be my, Maybe tomorrow. be my Achilles heel the old cake, I think. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you wouldn't be shy. <laughs> you wouldn't be shy. What else have we got? Um, I want to test you on a article that I've come across, which is called The Sports' Greatest Underdog Stories, which we know there's been many of them, but there's two that I've got in front of me right now, and I want to um, test you on both of them, and and, and I'd like you to uh, pick one and give me the answer why. Um, squ- Squash John, Johnny Williams from Switzerland. Is that who we call Squash John. Squash John, yeah. He's a former pro, a, um, a coach, and an, an analysis as well. And I would, I would argue one of the best. I mentioned him every week. Um, and he does commentary for the PSA. But it is currently the finals tonight of the Windy City in Chicago, 250,000 for the men and women. And the finals are, yeah, as I say, tonight. So he is fizzing. I asked him to give me a voice message in two minutes. He couldn't help himself. He hits three oh six tonight. Mate, the,
2: Aussies, the Aussies love listening to their own voice. Oh
1: they? well, would say lovely. They just when when Aussie commentators get on a roll, you know. I mean, I, I I love it too. Not only that, Charles Bailey Strong, remember he was with us in the studio Sailor. a few months back, not long after the mini Olympics, because. You met him through Little Lions, didn't you? Um, where I saw his name
2: and I thought I recognised it. Yeah, I but right he,
1: his, he he brought his daughters down to yeah, the, the right, Little Lions right. and then all of a sudden he come in. But he got called up by Luxembourg to sail for, for Luxembourg, the small nations. But he's also a coach and he's coaching many d- different teams, actually, just been down in Adelaide. So I've, I've got hold of him today and asked him if he can send us a message. Sorry right time for some, innit? What? Uh, yeah, but brilliant. You know, Adelaide, it's a really interesting one, right? You know, they're on the half hour you looking very strange.
2: Yeah, what the hell's the half hour mean?
1: Well, you know how you have the hour, like England is an hour behind. Hour behind? Yeah, yeah. England is an hour behind us, right? And the, the further the further east we go, then they are more in- increasing. Front-user. Yeah. Well, Adelaide is on the half hour, so if it's n- nine o'clock in Melbourne, it's nine thirty, I think nine thirty or eight thirty in Adelaide.
2: That's really random. That's
1: really, oh, I mean, Is imagine being, I mean, there's one thing being an hour, but a half hour. That's, um, that's barmy.
2: It's like, um, there's a place in, I'll tell you what, I'll explain this to you and then I'll research it and pr- prove this. So obviously, the, you know, well, if there's any flat earthers out there, probably don't want to listen to this. Um, but the, the world's obviously a, a sphere, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And so you've got, you know, your two furthest points from each other. But obviously, if we look at a map, if I look at a standard map, Europe's normally pfft, in the middle, isn't it?
1: Well, if we're looking at it in the classroom from Luxembourg, <laughs> yeah. yes. Okay,
2: well, for argument's sake, let's say we're not. We're looking it from New Zealand's in the middle. You know, ir- irrespective of, of what it is, you'll understand the point I'm going to make. Yeah. So if you've got, um, if you're looking, you've got Europe here, right? South America, North America, Europe. Uh, Australasia's down here, obviously. If I was, um, if we, let, let's let's use England as an example. Okay, if you're looking at England and you go to the right, where do you end up?
1: If you're looking at England and you look at the right, you're looking in Europe.
2: Yeah, so you're into Europe. After you finish Europe, where are you going to end up? Asia. Yeah, maybe may-
1: you'll uh, go. Um, you'll go India. you uh, Middle, Middle East, I guess. Like, mid- or, yeah, or maybe
2: m- East, m- yeah. m- maybe into more like Russia. Like oh, you, okay.
1: So you go across Azerbaijan, yeah. Um, Azerbaijan Russia. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. 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 So, so you got Russia here, okay. And then if you go the other way, okay, you've obviously going up towards like North America, you yeah. know, Canada. Yeah, that's correct. But eventually, yes, you know, it, these these come round, don't they? Like this, so they're going to link up, aren't they? And does that make sense?
1: A little bit, but it's not round, is it? Well, yes, yeah. If they still keep you going, flat Earth, right? Not the flat earther but it's it's what isn't isn't the Earth wider at its?
2: It was a sphere, isn't it? Mm. But it's like okay, but yeah, I understand what you mean.
1: You'll come back and land on on in, it, it, in Portsmouth
2: exactly. So if you come round eventually you know so you're going we're looking at Europe okay and and you're going as we look at it you're going to the right so you're going plus one hour plus two hours plus three hours plus four hours plus five like that Correct. and then to the left you're going minus one hours minus two Correct. minus three minus four but eventually you're going to meet here so there's a spot I think between Can- somewhere in Canada up in or North America wherever it is and then Russia and it's only like I'll find out how far it is but it's not far it's like a couple of miles but basically, you know, the sun is essentially shining on the both of them at the same planets, time. Which are effectively and, two continents. Yeah, but it's areas. like 14 hours apart.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's crazy, isn't it? I mean, that doesn't
2: happen if it's a yeah, we have earth, it? we have
1: it in it? New Zealand and Tonga. Oh, like New Zealand and Tonga, the same, same thing. You, so you're flying and then you fly over the international date line and you're back on 24 hours ago. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's quite a weird feeling. I had my birthday twice once. I was on a flight, <laughs> left it like eight o'clock New Zealand she time two sets of presents. Yeah. arrived in <laughs> arrived in Tahiti and then yeah it was still my birthday but it was like only eight o'clock in the morning or something it was
2: pretty cool class
1: yeah like really a long track. really long 17th birthday
2: Drag it's, the session out Drag the se- I'm, go- I'm just going to research this while you yeah. move into
1: I'm going to get we're going to head in something really big we're just talking about Australian commentary and how much we love it um, have a listen to this
0: aggressive ball in the middle hole he's got to stay The contest he marks defensive side of the square, drives it forward a massive one-on-one. It's one Duck and he streaks forward from 50.
1: Don't they get excited? I mean, that is just excitement of excitement. Now, if you're wondering what clip it is, it's actually where Carlton. Bill uh, Carlton. They beat my team, the Melbourne uh, Demons, on that uh, that occasion. Um, it's show number one seven four. Are you still researching where that where that point is? <laughs> where, where, how far have you got to? Uh, near Alaska.
2: El French keyboard mate, it's driving me mad. You're driving me mad.
1: I'm gonna rip into 174. You keep typing away. It is show oh episode number one hundred and seventy-four. Now, if you were to do one hundred or exercise one hundred and seventy four laps. I need your attention here for a bit there, squire.
2: 174 laps, laps of what? Of a track. Oh, of a, of uh, a Four hundred meter.
1: meter track, one hundred seventy four. How far do you think you would have travelled? I mean, I don't expect you to do the math. Wait there, just let me. One. Well, let
2: me let me have a go doing the math there. Okay? okay, so a uh, hundred times four hundred is forty thousand. Yeah. Yeah. So for, write this down. So forty thousand plus seventy. Well, let's do. Well, let's just do ten. Then every and then every and then everyone, and, and four, uh, 4 twenty eight. So it'd be 68,000 plus eight thousand plus four plus four laps is sixteen hundred. So I'm going to go with sixty nine thousand six hundred. You're bang on. You're bang
1: on. I am pleased you're teaching mathematics I as am. well. I believe. I am. Yes, I am. Sixty nine point six kilometers gonna, indeed, I'm which gonna, is. I'm Forty three point five miles and you like you like uh you like your miles over your kilometers From the UK, you? in the UK, mate. I'm gonna um, It is indeed well done. 174 T four laps of a track is sixty nine point.
2: That's a good stat. You're always thinking about what you can come up, some random stuff you can come up with. Yeah, I don't I like know the show number.
1: Well, I mean you've got you've got the you've got a couple of that you added to the highlight today as well. I'm gonna continue with you know Anton Griezmann. The, he, he played for A Frenchie. Frenchie. A Frenchie. Yeah. Where was he playing And then he went to Atletico Madrid But then he didn't, they didn't really Play him so much Anyway Anton Griezmann Has scored against Real Madrid On the 10th of January Of this year Which was the semi-final Of the Spanish Super Cup And he surpassed Luis Aragones As the Atletico Madrid's All-time Top scorer With one hundred. And 74 goals Fair play for the uh, Fair fair play for smacking That many into the back of the net While I got you in the net West, West Ham had its first win of the year Against Brentford on what the hell's Monday happening
2: night. there? I thought they were going well. Was we were going
1: well, and then we had a bit of a putter, 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 but we got a few goals in the back of the net this week, thanks to Lucas pa- Paqueta being back and obviously Kouros being back because Mohamed Kouros just got back in the side, and we, we looked a little bit better. Anyway, staying on 174, this is a bit of a, bit of a sad one, but last year there was a stampede in Indonesia. To last year or the year before 2022? I can't remember. What year, yeah, yeah, no, I remember that. 20- yeah and it was there was a, a stampede or a riot at a football game in Indonesia where one hundred and seventy four people were trapped well, tragically were we suffoc- we suffocated suffocated um, after crazy, g- yeah the, the, mm-hmm. it, um, players started a couple well, um the fans started coming down on the pitch. obviously the police uh retaliated spraying pepper spray and um yeah that's a that's a, that's a f- crazy, sad number of if, people being
2: if you want a crazy stat. La on Sunday did show 173. Yeah. And that was the, um, oh, no, tell a lie. It's so obviously pre-recorded Sunday's show, yeah. if you're listening. If it.
1: you're having listened, listen, listen on Sunday. Yeah. We've, got, uh,
2: we've got CrossFit, we've got, we've
1: got CrossFit, CrossFit, CrossFit this CrossFit, Sunday.
2: CrossFit's a good one. Um 175 is the no- number of the flight that hit the second World Trade Centre.
1: Oh, there we go. It's so what? random. So on 175 was the flight number
2: of the, of the plane that hit the south tower oh, okay. that's the one where they're watching it
1: and then it that's yeah ex- exactly okay. the first one had already gone and the second one they watched it on uh, well most people saw it on the on the, on the telly didn't they um before uh, two two other things 174 sort of points. Quentin DeCock, wonderful cricketer he went on a batting carnage um, into the 2023 One Day Cricket World Cup, um, where he got uh, we, we hit 174 when they crashed Bangladesh, and that helped uh, South Africa get through to the semi-finals of, of that World Cup. Um, the other one, but it's not 174, but I put I don't know why I had in my mind when I was having a look. I got 1974. And I thought, oh, what's, what what happened in the world of sport in 1974? So how do we had a wee look? And actually, there are a few major events of the year. It was the FIFA World Cup, where host Germany. Um, actually won the World Cup. It was in West Germany, in, in fact, it was, and they defeated Netherlands 2-1. And also that time, it was the Commonwealth Games, which, in 1974, was called the British Commonwealth Games, and that was held in, I believe it was Christchurch in New Zealand. Oh,
2: yeah. That's Here, I added one of these, because I had a little look at your old notes beforehand. Now, you know the answer to this question, because obviously it's linked to the number of the show, but what is the uh, world record for speed... On a bike that is slipstreaming. So that's okay. What, so you can go
1: behind. what well, okay. What's the sli- what's slip? slipstreaming behind or what? By a caravan.
2: Porsche, or? Porsche. Porsche 911.
1: Porsche 911.
2: Yeah, and a guy got up to 174 miles an hour in 2019. A chap called Neil Campbell, and it was it beat a record that 174
1: kilometers an hour. Miles. Miles. Which is which is what in our language? I it? gave sixty nine point six as uh, forty three point time, five <laughs> times
2: one time, what's, times one point six. What is it? Times two would be one seventy three twenty. Probably two eighty clicks. Is it? Wow! Yeah, that's fast. Um, I went so oh, the record stood for twenty six years.
1: So it's been so it's been beaten.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wow, the original that's rec- quick. So the original record was one hundred and sixty seven, and that was in nineteen ninety five. And then the newest one. Which was broken in twenty nineteen is one hundred and seventy four. I am
1: very curious how you and you are not, you're not going to tell me, and you are going to tell us how you find some of this information. Right, no, we just, love we love tapping away on the community or on, on on Google or and and having a good old sniff around, and, and I am enjoying. But there is some moments I am like, how does Brown do this? Like he's he's, he's it, pretty mate, good.
2: Honestly, it's Google, right? You Google one seventy four or Google your number in sport, and something will pop up, and it could be uh, something about. Um, you'll always get cricket or something like that, or football. Football's a good one as well. But then there'll always be something, uh, and you go and you read the article, and then it talks about something out. It could talk about minutes, it could talk about yellow cards, it could talk about red cards. Yeah, so and you just start
1: reading these articles, oh, or no, you I just...
2: don't. I don't read them all. Some of them are interesting, but you go off on a bit of a tangent, and then you start scooting stuff around. You know, the darts one's an easy one too. The world rankings are an easy one.
1: We can't uh, do darts anymore.
2: One seventy is the highest checkout. You, you don't have to do a checkout do you?
1: Who's the 174th world ranked? You know,
2: there's well there's so many different tangents you can go off. Here, here's one for you. So, you go back you come back to the flat earth. Oh mate, I got some got some dynamite for. Okay. You. Right, what's the closest distance between Russia and the USA?
1: I, I would go as, far as I think it's something crazy like 20k it, I reckon there's not a lot between it, because it would be Alaska, Alaska and somewhere. And yeah, I, yeah. I think it probably I mean, I'll say 20k, but it wouldn't surprise me if it's less.
2: 3.8 kilometers.
1: My well, original was three, and I thought I'd buy, I'd buy right. a bit more, but. but yeah. what is
2: the time difference between the two, the two countries?
1: As we go, if so you're your 14 hours.
2: 21 hours.
1: 21 man. hours. Yeah.
2: 21 hours. So the closest geographical. They share point- the same sun. The uh, closest geographical point between the borders of the USA and Russia lies in the Bering Strait, located in the Pacific Ocean, and the islands of Big Di- Diomedi, which is in Russia, and Little Diomedi, which is in the USA. And yes, it's just 2.4 miles away, and they are 21 hours apart. Wow. That's well, hectic,
1: isn't pretty it? Pretty barren places. So no, I don't think there's much happening between no, the two. I, I, think like re-
2: of- I think they're like research stations and stuff like that. But the Bering Sea, that's all up in... The, have you ever watched Deadliest Catch?
1: Yeah, that's, right. oh, that's what I was going to say. That's Bering where the sea. Bering Sea... The, that's where they that's,
2: make yeah, they make like 80 grand for like four days' work. That's the
1: they? only time I've heard of the... Be- be- that was the second time I've heard of the Bering Sea. The first was on the, de- on deadliest, <laughs> catch. the de- deadliest catch. Hey, let's take another short break here and then we're going to go into sport and the history of the world today. Dive deep into the heart of Luxembourg's Special Police Unit, an elite force prepared for anything from terror attacks to high-stakes investigations in our thrilling three-part mini-series. Witness firsthand the precision and dedication of these commandos through exclusive interviews and footage. New episodes every Tuesday, with the third and final installment coming on the 5th of March, exclusively. On RTL today, sport and the history. was oh, a bit and, serious. And that it, clip, that, wasn't it? That was a bit serious, but spooky. It didn't really seem like energetic and sporty. Yeah, but anyway, maybe it's a good. Uh, I'm sure steps will be maybe glad for good. your feedback, mate. <laughs> sport and the history and as were in sport and its history in the world today came out of my f- mouth a little bit too fast. In 1904, football club. Sport Lisboa Benfica they were founded in Lisbon 1904 I thought they might have been in
2: the 1800s do you think?
1: Uh, the have you been to has you been to Lisbon? Yes
2: Been to Porto? Oh where was I for Oshin Stag in the summer? Lisbon Yeah it was Lisbon because Sporting won it didn't they? No Benfica won it
1: Benfica is Sporting Sporting sport, sport Lisboa sport.
2: both, both, both the clubs are in Lisbon aren't they? Benfica and sporting Lisbon. Uh, two clubs, one playing red, one playing green and white.
1: Ah, there we go. oh, and Porto is blue and white. There we go. Yeah. 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 Okay, there we go. Got a bit of clarity there. But Porto. I thought they, is Jose, I thought they would Jose have been in the eighteen I would have thought they would have been in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. They would have been playing football back then. Anyway, nineteen oh four it was. Has one more up your alley? In 1931, you might want to get on Google because unless you know this already, but the Canadian Rugby Union adopted the forward pass. Was that just a case of the old Canada just getting a little bit confused how, with how American?
2: You, how can you adopt a forward pass,
1: mate? Google, well, Google. I was like, this is a bit strange. And this afternoon, I had a but good I think they were yeah obviously confused. McGill I think it is look at M- McGill and they ended up by playing a game of rugby union recently was it versus Harvard McGill's McGill's or something versus Harvard they played a game recently to f- memorize that that first game that they that they played 1931 so yeah before the second war- world war is this a rugby fact that you don't know about? You are like Mister Rugby, but it's but reading it, it looks like they're a bit confused with American football.
2: You sure it's not to do with? Rugby? They say rugby. They Rug- says rugby football, rugby league.
1: They talk about eleven players going to. No, oh no, that's American football, don't they? But they talk about fourteen players. It's. Clearly, reads Canadian Rugby Union adopts the Ford Pass in 1931. We're gonna might have to do a little bit more homework than that. Staying on sport and its history in the world today. In 1960, the home team, United States, they won its very first Olympic ice hockey gold medal um, with a nine goal to four win over the Czechoslovakia. That was obviously one of the all time battles. So, only in 1970 that bicycles were permitted to cross. The Golden Gate Bridge and in 1981, Calvin Murphy of Houston, they he set an NBA record with a massive 78 consecutive.
2: Does that still stand now?
1: Free throws. Oh, that's you. impressive, man. That is really impressive because they always miss. they frequently miss free throws. Yeah. You've got to think, well, why do, why do you not always get them? But they they do.
2: I was uh, teaching basketball last week, and a foul was committed. I was not obviously refereeing it because I have no idea about fouls and stuff in basketball. Um, but basically, the, the, you got two teams off watching, and one of the yet lads, one of my GCC students, and they're all shouting, "Shoot!" You know, shoot it like Jackie Moon, like do the the old school thing. You know, instead of going like that, do the one where. You're, Okay, like yeah, go that. under, yeah. And absolutely no practice absolutely swished it. No, no, no. Uh, Absolute sense. And,
1: and what did what did the team do? they all
2: went mad. I think they still lost, but it doesn't matter, you know.
1: Rightly so, rightly so. And in 2020, the Court of Arbitration for Sport, they banned the Chinese Triple Olympic gold medalist, medalist Sun Yang from swimming for Song eight Yes. Now, he was the guy that actually had the, the dopamine, he said, was in the massage oil, wasn't he? You know, they, they said he they, they didn't take it but that it, it was done through
2: I was uh, listening to do, do, you, do, you listen, Young. do you ever listen to any Joe Rogan stuff?
1: I have done in the past but so, one or two so
2: there's a guy I'm a big fan of an English guy, English UFC guy called Michael Bisping um, and he, he won a world title years ago but he's, he's quite a fairly you know straight shooter when it comes to that sort of thing and there was a, basically they were talking about how in the early days of the UFC everybody is geared up everybody and he said you'd be fighting blokes and you'd be like wow there's some that's that's some power coming through there my man and that is not um oh okay um and he they, so they're all talking about the drug testing and stuff and he's never been he'd never been drug test he, no sorry he'd never he'd never failed a test he got tested millions of times and he just basically came out and said yeah, you know, all this crap about oh the meat was tainted, the supplement tainted. It's all he's like, it's all BS. Like they know yeah. exactly, they know exactly what they're doing, what they're taking. It's like mate, if you go, if you, oh, you probably wouldn't watch it. But do you remember a TV show called Gladiators? No, it's only where, the Gladiator movie, <clears throat> mate. Yeah, proper movie. <laughs> the Gladiators is where they might. The competitors will take on the team of gladiators in events. And they do like... It's like like big little lines on the obstacle course okay. sort of thing. But there could be... One oh, could yes, be, I know. I, with like the pads and the stuff. Series, on, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now they've sort of reinvented it. The ultimate. They
1: call it the, now it's like, oh, it the ultimate challenge <sighs> or the ultimate. Pro- yeah.
2: Probably something like that. And you look at... I was watching it with Bex the other night. And I was like, look at them. I was like, gear... Yeah, 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 Just like at, these lads, absolutely juiced really up, really
1: juiced up, but very, very athletic looking as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. but they, you know, they're absolute monsters, and it's just. But obviously, that's not that's not illegal, is it? Because it's not a sporting event, is it? So mm. there's no water, yeah, there's or no usada p- yeah. or anything like that. Yeah, go, you know, go and, water
1: going to interfere. Last week, I, uh, I introduced a new segment with Anton on a Wednesday, and I was like, yeah, cool story, bro. So this morning. <laughs>
2: It's like, it's like, yeah. I'm gonna start saying that if people give you absolute shock should Be like, oh yeah, cool story, bro. Cool. So
1: I thought, okay, what is a cool story this week? Last week it was um, Sven Goran Eriksson, who is uh, or who coached um, Liverpool on Thursday for their fundraiser. Um, against Ajax Amsterdam. But this year, or this this year, this week, it is Taylor Gooch. You heard of him. He's a 10-season professional golf yeah, firm, yeah, plays golfer. Plays on the, the liver. In fact, he was Liv's golf player of the year in 2023. Now he's just formed FJS Ventures to invest alongside oh, another bloke called Preston Leon of Leon Sports Groups and to operate its own sports uh, property. And they have bought, purchased the Oklahoma Wildcatters, which is a professional bull riding series in the the US. Now, there's 20, uh, sorry, there's 10 teams. They become eight, the the two teams have just been bought. Well, a new two, I'll repeat this. There are two new teams in the competition, Oklahoma and New York um, City of all places. Um, Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Like, Like a professional golf player is actually starting to buy
2: it's just trying to make more money, Sport. isn't it? But like, but it's cool. I pro- like it professional, when, when professional professional
1: bull bull riding, bull series. There's 12, 12 events, and it's a t- like so you, you compete for a, you compete in your team. I think it's five versus five and different styled uh, it's different styled events. They're actually going to have well, the Avenue Sports Fund who have bought the New York Mavericks, they are actually going to play at the Barclays Center, which is um yeah, pretty much downtown Brooklyn. Bull riding. Interesting, no? Pretty cool. How
2: do you get rid of the smell?
1: Well,
2: they, they
1: come in trucks, man. They they, they bring these balls. Are you gonna in. clean
2: it all up, are they? Yeah, but
1: I mean, there's plenty of, plenty of space. You know, my brother did was in uh, Calgary, and he was um, working out the back, getting the getting the balls all worked up before they came into the. Is that uh, what
2: they do? So they do take them out and get them fired up? Like, oh, they just get,
1: get when they get them off the truck, get them into the get them into the into the not said so the ball ring, but into the into the stadium. There's got to be someone that gets them in there and gets all the balls sorted. And he was on the. He was on the horses out the back bringing them in off the trucks. Fair did it for a, a couple of years in Calgary and then I think it went down went down um to Texas and did a couple of events down there. They reckon those stadiums for the bull riding is just like out of out of this world, Out of this world.
2: I think it'd be something to go and watch. I've I've watched bull fighting. Uh you know where they kill the bull at the end. I've spoken about it on the floor. Uh, yeah,
1: pretty- we saw I saw that last year or a year before ago. It was a bit
2: Pretty graphic, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's a bit, un- a bit uneasy with it, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. I probably w- I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't be jumping to go back there. No, I and, think again. it's,
2: you know, it's part of the culture and stuff mm. down there, as I've said before. But if you're, yeah, it's it's hardcore, hardcore to watch, you know. Um, yeah.
1: The other one, um mentioned a cool story, bro, is um, sporting housery. Happens week in and week out. And this week's my choice of sporting shit goes to the bloke that tried to tell the golf pro how she was hitting the ball
2: you said this to me or something so
1: she's in a booth practicing where, where she's did a this pro in the, in the US and so she's and she's a golf pro so she's like swinging she's changing her swing and a guy in the next booth or the booth there, starts telling her what she should be doing. And she's a she's a she's a pro, and she's actually just changing her, her swing. Yeah, yeah. She's, doing, she's minding her own business, so she kind of looks something that's like, excuse me. Anyway, I read the, a bit out the, about the article, and there's a word that I didn't know exists, and it's called mansplaining. Have you heard that before? Google it. And so I like Google what is what is mansplaining, and it's basically they say it's like when a man would don't know why maybe it's. Sexist, really, but uh, they're referring to a man overriding what someone else would say. We get this quite a bit. I, 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 get this at work quite a lot. You know, someone you're doing a job and you do it professional, but it's almost like an amateur coming to tell you how to do your job. I'm going to tell you two funny stories. I got, a my question to you is: Are you on man's planning? Have you got a Have you got a man's planning moment that you're able to share?
2: Oh, yeah, 100%. You, mean
1: you don't have to name names, obviously. Oh, the
2: first one I'll tell you is, I won't name who it was, yeah. okay, but this was up at training for Rugby Club Luxembourg, and uh, this was NT and Solo. Yep. So in, in, in Solo, South it, it was man, always yeah. a traditionally a back rower, right? Hits mm-hmm. like a train. And they were off scrummaging one day, and... One trap, an older trap. You know, when we go off air, I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you who it is, and you'll you'll piss yourself. It's basically bowled up after the old business lunch, should we say? Um, and um, is that you know is obviously reeks of the uh, the, old pista- <laughs> the old pistachio nuts and stuff. Um, and um, yeah, re- yeah, reeks of the old pistachio nuts, and basically tells starts telling in solo how to scrummage as a back rower like bearing in mind he's half cut and it's NT being the most uh, one of the most grounded humble 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 bloke you'll ever meet It's just like no idea thanks mate And, and then everyone comes over being like oh so funny but I'll top that this is about five years ago right so obviously you have this weird break in Europe where you might play up to the start of December And then you have a pause because... I don't know whether it was because the winters were really bad or they didn't have 5G pitches or whatever out back in the day, so you used to take a break. And then you come back in the sort of spring. And, um, you know, you do what you can to sort of keep ticking over. You you, you get quite a long break, so you want to keep fit. And um, so me and and one of my best mates, Oshin, who you know well, we thought, well, we'll go up to Touch, to Touch Rugby, because they'll... um, yeah, just to chuck the ball around and just keep the skills going, or whatever. So, me and him went up, it was up in Vyman's Kish, and we split into the two teams. They, they basically, they, to be fair to them, they split it so you have like real beginners. Like, have you played touch before or any rugby before? No, right? You jump into this group, you do skills. This group, you're going to do this. And this guy's like, yeah, we're just going to practice some passing. So, you just run in lines, laterals. Yeah, no, brother. And I've always said in rugby, I can te- I don't think it's being arrogant saying this, but I can tell the- if you there was just the way you pass the ball. You know, a, a lot of times if you look the part, you've probably played because it's probably been drilled into you from a young age and stuff like that. It's something like in squash. You know, if you draw your racket a certain yeah, way, way, you, you, you just them. just without even looking at the at the ball, how they prepare themselves. You, walking out to bat on the crease. Hey, you take your guard. All this, you know, little little cues that give you a good indication. So anyway, we're passing away. And then they're like, right, we're going to run a couple of moves and stuff. And so I'm like, okay, so me and Oshin are up there. We don't really know anybody. Okay. And you just sort of get on with it. Uh, take it for what It is. Keep your mouth shut sort of thing. You know, it's, it's like if you ever, if you rocked up at a new rugby club, you would, you don't open yeah. your mouth. Just get your head down. You, you, you earn your stripes and you get on with it. So we're up there. Uh, I can't remember what the first move is. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, run through it. I think it might have been the last guy loops or something, you know, old school sort of stuff. The next one is you're running in fours. The first man, right, past the second man, loops round, and then the third man comes on a hard line. Or, a bo- I, think or, that, I
1: think they call it a boff. Yeah, I think that's bo- what they call the, the name of this. Oh, one, is it yeah. a boff? Yeah, I don't okay, know. I've heard well, call it, it
2: called a shark, a leinster. Yeah. You know, a, a, everyone's, everyone's, yeah, a, everyone's second everyone's, move. Yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and then comes down like this. Uh, so the third man comes hard, uh, and then the 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 ten can run out the back. Or that the first receiver who passed the ball first can run around the back of the second receiver. The three comes in there and you take it around and you pop off the guy in the end. Yep, no bomb. Get through it a couple of times, run a couple of reps and stuff. Right, we're going to put in a defender now, okay? Um, and so what happens is they you, you put the two defenders up because um, you're essentially... Well, I don't want to explain this bit because then I sort of give it away. You know, they're like, right, yeah, run the move. Anyway, so I'm stood at second receiver. Your man passes to me, loops round. You're the defender. You look over that way. So you like look yep. and you drift out. Mm. So I just throw the dummy and go and they, through. And go it through. <laughs> They'll <through. It goes laughs> pop it off the next guy. You no, know, you can't do that. <laughs> that man, I'm not I'm over joking. Some French guy um, came up to me and was like, yeah, you, you've done that wrong. <laughs> and I was like, it's one of those ones where you're like, you're waiting for the camera to appear and being like, am I being, are you trying to wind me up here? or? And he's like, no, you've, yeah. you've, you've done that move wrong. And I was like, mm, have I? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're supposed to give it to the guy looping round. That's the point of the like, move. What, what,
1: we're the defenders. And, I,
2: and in my head, I'm like, listen, you idiot. Yeah. The point of the move is to manipulate the defenders, okay? <laughs> if 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 the, if the guy's line outside me is good enough and he moves him out of space and then I go through, that's fine. Like
1: yeah, but he's come off his line and he's going. Look, that's he's what going the Outside channel,
2: and then I was thinking that Oshie was there as well. And I was just like, "Oh, how are you supposed to do it then? Oh, you're supposed to give it back to him." Runs around I was like, "Oh, okay, I'll do that next, time. That next time." And just look. Please tell me he was in defence, and
1: you dummyed him again. Oh mate, <laughs> I'll probably try to run over him. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like uh, yeah. just... that's mansplaining. Is it? Yeah, that's mansplaining. I think I oh, got well, almost. Probably not. I couldn't quite. even tell you who people it was. telling people telling somebody with an expertise how to how to. How to do things It's a new word for, word for me. What do you call but it, anyway, again?
2: Man's. It's called man's. Make sure you put it on planning. the social media post because yeah, I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep bringing that. That's but man's playing. For, no? m-
1: for me, I put that in my uh, in the sporting term, which is, a, is, is it comes after. Um, school story, bro. Was, um, yeah, sporting shit of of the week. Hey, listen, let's have a uh, let's go and communicate. I know he was will be dying to have this on because he has got full of energy. And it is none other than squash John Johnny Williams in Switzerland who has um, L-
2: old little John, huh?
1: Little John, waste well, not, mate? here. What, what the guy can play squash? I'll show you a video of him. The guy, mate, hit the ball with his right hand because he's right-handed, full like full tilt, change hands on his backhand, and whack it in just as quick right hand, left-handed. One, one of the one of the best. That's cheating. Isn't one man? of the best in the business. But let's get uh, squash John on because he's got the wrap of uh, Windy City Open, which is in Chicago. A massive tournament on the on the squash stage, and um, it's it's pretty electric. And you'll tell by um, and you'll tell that by his uh, voice on um, well, let's on, on talk this case. To
0: listeners, this is the PSA World Tour Squash Report this week, coming to you from Squash John in Switzerland, and we have to park our eyes over to Chicago, Windy City Open. That's a big platinum event, and the the best of all of the men and the women in the world are out there battling it out. Tonight is finals night and if we have a look at the men's, world number one Ali Farag, he's done it again, he's through to the final and he's going to come up against your mate Nathan Paul Cole of New Zealand. The Kiwi also starting to find some very, very good form in the last half a year. Now Farag really had it pretty comfortable all the way through until he ran into Mazen Hesham, the number seven seed. Hesham, who's known as the magician, the Black Falcon, unbelievable tricks with the racket. He brought it all to the table, but it wasn't enough to stop Farag. Farag managing to get through 3-2 in that semi-final. Paul Cole in his semi, well, he absolutely battered Mustafa Rasal, which is very, very impressive. Cole is just starting to look stronger and stronger to me. He's got a very good record against Ali Farag. He has brought the head-to-heads back to 19-8, but he has won seven of the last 13 battles that they've had two British Open Finals. I tell you what, Nathan, I think that Paul Cole's got a really good chance tonight to cause an upset and maybe knock off the world number one and just start to stake his claim once again slowly to try to get that world number one spot back that he had in 2022. Now over to the women's, it's been all about one player, as we know, Noelle Shabini, the warrior queen, eight-time world champion, four-time British Open champion. She is just the, the best player, ever in the women's game, that's what what all the media pundits are saying. And she has once again worked her way through to the final, where she's going to come up against arch-rival Norrin Gohar, the number two in the world. Hard to believe that these two, at only 28 years of age Shabini, 26 years of age Gohar, that there is such an unbelievable rivalry. It feels like they've been going at it for 10 years. Now, Shabini had a bit of a tussle in the semi. She knocked out Gina Kennedy, who is, is also showing some, uh, some very good stuff and working her way up the world rankings. She took advantage of that quarterfinal draw where she beat Nella Gillis in the quarterfinals. That's the fiance of Paul Cole, of course. And Shabini, though, just still, when it counted the most at the end of the games, Business end, she was able to close it out with that unbelievable array of winning shots that she has. Now Gohar, she had her traditional brutal battle with Alamami El- in the semis. That's the three of those. Gohar Shabini and Alamami, have dominated women's squash in three years now, and Gohar and Alhamami are like two alley cats when they get on there. There's just absolutely no holds barred, and they did it once again with Gohar taking that semi out three-two. So all is set for an unbelievable finals night tonight. Can Gohar turn the tables on Shabini? I don't think so, to be honest. I think Shabini's just gonna have too much in the toolkit for Gohar. But as I said, Paul Cole is the one to watch for me. He's gonna draw things out very attritional early on. He's gonna keep Ali Farag on there. And if there's any signs of Farag tiring around that 30 minute mark, you might see that Paul Cole is able to take the title. He is the defending champ. So look out and see how it goes tonight. So looking forward to some great action.
1: Thank you very much, Johnny Williams. That is the best of the best. If you want Cheers, it, Jay. anything about squash, he is the man. He put me onto this one.
2: ...to Wiedering.
0: Wiedering the all or nothing to Hollands. Hollands is going to make it outside. He's got another opportunity on here. The kick wasn't great to Doherty. Doherty falls back in line.
1: Five minutes
3: out.
2: Who's going to get this? A big one. on. he the goal <laughs> he has. He a start of the game. He wins all the time. He doesn't miss. The Blues are back in front by a point. I mean, I really enjoyed yeah. that until you opened your mouth and had to turn the
1: mic Charles was desperate to hear his voice. Do you think?
2: Yeah, see, so come on. Does he want come to go on. on as well?
1: I, th- I, reckon, he, I reckon he does want to. Should we listen to James? Where are, uh, well, James, should we listen to Charles? Where are you, mate? Where are you? Mate? Here he is. Charles, who is sailing, as we said earlier in the show, um, and he's actually looking after a few teams, and it was quite interesting because he's not going there just to be a coach for for one country. He's got like about three or four countries. So I was like, how does it, I was asking how it all works, and I said, and what are some of the results? Well, from a, from a financials, I mean, it makes it easy for some of these smaller nations don't have the budget to have one coach Right So they can share They, they can share the Share, share the, share the, share like the cost Obviously to get down To Australia Sailing is a bit of a Bit of a whack as well So I asked him uh, Just a few questions How you know Just give Well please just don't In summary Give us an update Of what went on In the uh, In the In the sailing At the World Cup Down in Adelaide Again The city that's on A half hour Who does half hours
4: Hello, uh, my name is Charlie Bailey-Strong. Uh, I'm an Olympic sailing coach uh, living in a landlocked country, Luxembourg. And on the circuit, I was in Adelaide, Australia in January trying to qualify my sailors for the Olympic Games. Uh, we were not successful in getting uh, selection there, but one of my sailors had already qualified from the World Championships in... Holland, The Hague last year, my Belgium sailor. Uh, The event was very hard. It was super windy, Um, had big sea breezes every day. It was hot, sunny, and a very physical event. Uh, Unfortunately, we had a bit of gear failure uh, for one of my sailors, which which prevented him from making it into Goldfleet and having a chance for getting the next seven places, next seven country places qualified for the Olympics, uh, so that was a hard hard pill to swallow. But, um, you know, we moved on from there, and uh, moved to the next event, which was in Athens, Greece. We just had the European Championships there, which was the complete opposite. We had very light winds, we had three days of zero wins, and then all of the regatta on the last two days, where we got six races in. This time we were much more successful, and my Slovenia Sailor was able to qualify, got the two places available there. So now I've got Belgium and Slovenia qualified for uh, Paris Olympics, which will be sailed in Marseille in the end of July, start of August. And now I'm just trying to get my third and final sailor from Czech Republic, uh, qualified from the next event, which is in south of France in April. So yeah, busy time uh, for a uh, year, um, lots of travel. I'm off to Parma, Majorca on Friday for the next training block before we have the World Cup regatta in the start of April.
2: Well, Charlie, you sort out uh, the mate, tickets for that, pal? Uh, Jesus, d- d- he's not
1: shy of travelling around, is he?
2: He's all right for some. He's got a few stamps in that passport, has not he?
1: Gee, whiz, I'm off there? I'm off there. The other, I, I, I caught up with him in the weekend, and he was off skiing. I said, geez, he's come back from uh, Australia. Then, I, in fact, I asked him if he'd come back. He goes, "No, I'm just going to have a couple of days in Sydney as well." You're
2: not living in one of the worst countries in the world to do all that travelling and stuff like that. <laughs>
1: well, easy to get Especially out right a sailor. the sailor right next to the the airport, but fair, fair crack of the sauce bottle. They say does in some, uh, Australia,
2: fair income, you know.
1: Fair income, fair income, fair income. But thank you, uh, Johnny Williams from uh, the squash, and for um, for Charlie to give us the uh, sailing update. Much appreciated. Um, we will uh, keep you in line next week to see where you're at Well, we, we, both players in fact we, uh, both players both um, commentators we could get in I mean Charles where's he calling from next it'll be like finding where's Wally where's yeah. where's, <laughs> where's, where's Charlie? Charlie where's Charlie mate local sport local sport local sport you hear there was 1600 down at the stadium at the, at the cock for the basketball that surprised on, me um, especially Sunday?
2: after their uh, victory against uh, Romania
1: yeah, big fiction. I've got to find my got, got, got to find the notes that I uh, that I made on it. But um, they went to Romania, and I think they were they behind at the start. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they were, were down uh,
2: down thirty nine to twenty seven at one point. Um, but they obviously uh, railed it in and then prevailed uh, seventy six fifty two. Max Lozulin was. Uh, Joint top scorer, Mr. Kovach, former guest on the show. But then the Norway game—is it pre World Cup? Is that Does yes?
1: That's it? right. Qualifying, qualifying. So they're in the they're in their group to get a win against Romania at home versus Norway. Big seller. So like, you know when we went and watched them last time. Remember where they at the end that we were placed at. Yeah. The one that's a little bit more favourable for us. So down beneath, remember there was the guy who was working for the CDIG, the, the the paramedic. Yeah. Remember what he was doing? He wasn't oh. he he watching the game, oh, was sat he? sat on
2: Candy Crush. He was working candy, this he? was, isn't? yeah.
1: Well, all that was, they also had the Tribune down there on on like, on like court side, behind the back of the...
2: Oh, really? Yeah. Fantastic.
1: Yeah, no, full, I mean, it's... Yeah, full, 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 full. full. So
2: when's, the, when's the next game then?
1: That, I don't know. I have to get in touch with uh, Ken or Ben and find out. You'll we'll see North they
2: finished ended up losing that second game 72 to 58 and got fairly fairly dominated in that um at the end of the third quarter it was fifty-two to fifty-one and then it finished up um yeah, so it was like a, a twenty point to six uh, sorry, twenty point to seven turnaround there in that last quarter, so pretty, pretty heavy. Yeah. But
1: Clancy Rag there, twenty two points. Obviously. Mate, is he Mr. Consistent for um Luxembourg Batwin? But Esh basketball as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like
2: just absolutely
1: every Week, oh, Um nice touching point. Nadia Masong and uh, Bob Mathieu they were honoured for their long uh, careers. Have they both retired now? I'm not a hundred percent. Nadia has she she retired a few months ago, but I'm guessing Bob may have as well. But they, yeah, it's always a nice touching. I got the, they got these big shirts each from the from the sides, all framed. Not too dissimilar from what you did for the big guy. Oh, very good. Not so long ago, but they were, yeah, presented by the new sports minister, Mr. Georges Michaud, and the FLBB president, Mr. Sammy Picard, who presented them. The last sports
2: minister called George as well, wasn't he? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. George George Engel, wasn't it? Yep, so uh, a new one, isn't it, with the, with the change of cabinet in the Grand Goucher. Um Over to the woman, a top-notch clash took place between the rivals, Grenoveld Hostert and t seventy one. Diddling, treating fans to a fast-paced game filled with numerous points. Obviously, the unstoppable trio of Samantha Logic, who got 28 points, Lauren van Cloonen 25, and Amanda Cahill, 24, it finished. Up. They played a pivoting role in securing victory over um, over over Diddling.
2: Finished yeah. up ninety three to ninety one, and that game will be repeated in the ladies' Lux Cup final, which is on the sixteenth of March.
1: Yeah, really, the top two, aren't they? Yeah, I mean,
2: yep, 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 absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, definitely, we were da- we were lucky enough to be down at the uh, the basketball finals last year. Hopefully, get down there again this year. Um, definitely worse. W- you, you, yeah. you, you did give me the date, but I've don't know what to probably did. delete the message or something. No, no, I didn't into junk.
1: Um, moving on to other good sports and the football Marvin Martins he's not in the FLF squad for the playoff match injured is he Yeah in the Nations League which nicht is gut. yeah gut, which is um n- you know another setback for the Red Lions the he plays for Austria Austria Vienna yeah, um, yeah Austria Vienna and he um yeah he's uh, a muscle fiber tear so yeah, he's going to miss the two matches on the March the twenty first and March twenty sixth. In addition to that, you know we know that Vincent Till is also missing due to injury, and Daniel Sinani uh, is out with us without that suspension that we've uh, that we know about. Um, table tennis, mate. So this weekend, these tennis, Dish tennis, exactly is the fourth match day of six in the playoffs. Um, something special, the Luxembourg table tennis. Federation announced several weeks ago that Paul Pere will participate in the 2024 Olympic Games in Paris as a referee. Pretty cool. Go. Yeah, apparently there's two referee, two European referees that have been selected, uh, and he's one of them. To, and he's one of them. Fair so um, yeah, f- again, fair crack of the sauce bottle. That's always that's always good. Have you been in, in touch recently, or not, or since the the tennis with the uh, umpire does a bit the, the tennis? Umpiring? yeah. Does he get out out of Luxembourg and do
2: other events and stuff? I think he does a lot more local stuff now. I must give him a shout actually and see how he's getting on. The last time I saw him was when he tried to put my dislocated finger back in, but he didn't have any joy (laughs) doing that. A
1: few other sports. Uh, Listen, triathlon, mate. First race of the World Triathlon Champions took place in Napier of New Zealand. Fabulous place, Napier, on the east coast, just north of
2: the bush. Hence why you're talking about it.
1: Luxembourger, Gregor Payet, he finished 32nd with a time of 50 minutes and 45 seconds. The race attracted a high level because it was all part of the preparations for the Olympic Games in the summer.
2: Look, we've got a couple of minutes just to uh, wrap things oh, it's up it's here, mate. Um, just quickly, what, was anything anything happening this week in Luxembourg? Yep. No, not really.
1: Big top squash open this week. Ayo. oh 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 so What you
2: got players-wise? Who's coming down?
1: Iker uh, Pajeres from Spain, world number 15, will likely play, I think, Scotsman Rory Stewart, who's number 44 in the world. He'll he be an interesting semi-final because he'll be playing number 50, 56, Lucas Cern from France. So that'll be a really interesting semi-final. Um Barica Perez who's just who's actually played the windy city got, got knocked out in the second round um towards south American but yeah it be it'll be be hot 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 finals at five o'clock uh what
2: time's the action kicking off on friday then
1: Friday night from five o'clock obviously local games you get the pros playing at the same time they even play a few uh local uh local players first up you know the best of our local local bunch so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they that how they get on with Amir, danny Daniel Kaiser a few um, and then a few guys from Germany Danny,
2: Danny Kaiser will be wearing the headband for Yeah, he one, that, uh, he? yeah
1: fluoro colour might as well. come down and watch a big that s- smiley face on
2: scream of support slash abuse but, Saturn, yeah, no, it'll you know?
1: be, I mean it's a highlight a, a, certainly a highlight in the squash calendar in Luxembourg that's for sure you know when the world's best players come and it's entertaining I mean you've seen a little bit of it before these guys are hot 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 they are good um, did you want to uh, wrap up there mate I
2: was just about to say do you want me to do that yeah as always you can check out the rest of the team tomorrow from 6am you've got the Sam Steen show Steve Steps low with the lunchbox, then Melissa Dalton at three with the home stretch. You've got Dave Burrows, DB3 Sessions, and you've got Sarah Tapp with the Hangover Show. Don't forget about our two Americans and their country music show. As always, we give a huge shout out to the army of volunteers out there who make our sporting world tick. Whatever you're doing to get the youngsters in sport, please keep doing it, whether it's driving them to training, washing their kit, refereeing, uh, coaching, whatever it is, keep doing it. You're doing a good thing. Until next week. Cheers.
4: Let's Talk Sport on RTL Today Radio.